You're listening to the Funny Women Survival Guide, the uplifting tongue-in-cheek podcast where we chat to British comedy's funniest females in an attempt to cheer up and entertain the nation in these uncertain times. And here's your host, Alexis Strum. Hello there from Survival Guide Towers. Let's not even go there about moonshots and the rule of six because we are here living our best comedy lives, even if we can't go out as much as we like or with as many people as we like. And this episode is actually pretty timely because we're focusing on an emerging platform for streaming comedy, stand-up, sketches, chat shows, you name it, from your very own home. Yep, let's talk Twitch. In a week in which comedian Limmy announced he will only be using the Twitch platform from now on to broadcast his content, Twitch really is the new disruptor on the comedy block. And so I decided to chat to female comedian stroke Twitch variety streamers Claire Lim, aka We Claire here, and Ashley Story about what it's like to be a female in a masculine gaming dominated world. Why it's so important to find your tribe and build your own community, and how improv skills are crucial to becoming a successful comedy streamer. We're going to chat mods, raids, emotes, whatever they are, and more as we go back to Twitch school and swat up on all the right vocabulary. And do stay tuned to the very end for some really youthful tips on getting started as a comedy streamer. So um, we're now recording... And officially, so just to give this a little bit of background, obviously we're streaming live on Twitch. It's the very first time we've done this. And the podcasting question is the Funny Women Survival Guide, which um, we started at the beginning of lockdown back in April, March, I think it was. Um, and it's an opportunity to chat to people in comedy about how they're surviving lockdown. But it's also about how we survive just in general as women as grafters and hustlers and how we kind of overcome the obstacles in our careers to be where we are today. And I'm delighted to be joined by Claire Lim and Ashley Story. And we're going to have a little chat about Twitch and streaming and, and try and get more women onto the platform. So uh, yeah, welcome. And can you perhaps like it would start by describing your stream to us, please? Ashley, go for it. You go first. I'm very new to Twitch. I've been on the platform for a month and a week. And um, so far, I play um, mystery games, like hidden object games. I play the kind of games, the boring games that I like to play in my room anyway. And I really got into Twitch streaming because I make a TV show called Up For It. And because of COVID, there was a good chance we weren't going to make season three. So my two colleagues from that, they both do Twitch streaming, Christopher MacArthur Boyd and Roscoe. And they, they properly pushed me to just come on Twitch and they were like it's a good it's a good place where we can dick about and have fun and they were right great and claire so i've been streaming it's coming up for two years and i started on my ps4 just you know playing games with the wee camera because i didn't realize you couldn't do all of the fancy stuff without a pc but eventually got a pc and my channel i mean i do play games sometimes but my channel is mostly like if you imagine coming into a weird wee imaginary world where we've got shows and guests and we have daft in jokes and um you know the world is on fire so it's like a wee safe haven for lots of like like-minded weirdos to hang out and chat and talk about mental health and everything um and yeah you do get to see shows and stuff as well so that's my that's my channel 
Great. And I've, I'm a big fan of both of you. And that was why I really wanted to get you on the show. I've just started tw uh, twitching. Do we say twitch? Is it a verb? I started streaming about two weeks ago and I came to it because I heard about, first of all, it was the Infinite Sofa show, which I'd, I just think is great. That's Stuart Goldsmith show. Mm -hmm. And that brought me to it. And then also a friend of mine, Terry Minor, who's on here, he was just like, do you know what? Why don't you try some of the stuff you're doing in the outside world online? So I thought, okay, well, let's just have a play around. And, and I realized really quickly how creative you can be and how great it is to have so much control, which is something that in our careers outside of the pandemic, it's really hard to have control over your careers. How much has the element of control been important to you girls? Oh, so much. And, you know, I spent a lot of time, um, you know, just off Twitch, because I came on Twitch because I thought, I'm a presenter, I'll keep doing this kind of stuff and it'll keep me, my brain juices flowing, you know, and, um, you know, you spend a lot of time pitching things to production companies and producers and, you know, you're pitching idea after idea after idea um, and you don't have any control over that or they take things and you'll do them and then you'll do a pilot. I did a pilot for Sky last year, which was going to be really great and and that just falls by the wayside because you don't have control over whether it goes up or not. Whereas with Twitch, you can try a show out, you can try a bit out, and I can try I try little bits and segments and characters and things like that, or whatever it may be. If it doesn't work, trash it. And if it works, make it better. And so that control has made me more creative. But what about you, Ashley? I, I don't know about you. Um, I Because I've been doing like streaming and podcasts for about seven years and different variations that's kind of been my process for stand-up is it's bits that i'll like i'll tell a story on the podcast and people will go oh that's really funny and then i'll put it in my friend's show but i'll like develop it so yeah it's pretty much the same thing where it's like oh people really like that it's a good testing ground for stuff without having that um terrifying thing of doing it in front of a live audience on a stage so it's a nice it's a nice safe testing ground for stuff so i can imagine that twitch is probably very similar and do you find that it I was thinking about what you said, Ashley, about having different projects, different ideas for different projects. Do you find that sometimes things cross over and you're like, I don't know if that's a stand-up show. Is that a Twitch stream? Is that a podcast? How do you get on top of that? I just, I just, you know what, being creative is like throwing stuff at a wall and some of it's going to be good and yeah. some of it's going to be awful and you just have to accept that. I mean, I make videos online. I've been making videos online for years and there's ones that are doing incredibly that have like 30 million hits, but there's ones that people go, that's the worst thing I've ever seen on the internet and I hope you die for making that. And <laughs> I just have to accept that that's, that's the internet and not everybody's going to like everything and it might as well try. I'd rather try and fail than just not try. So it doesn't matter where I try it. I'll try it anywhere. I'll happily do anything anywhere. I'm not fussy about it. I think Ashley's got such a good attitude. Like just to being a creative in general, you should just try. Um, and yeah, there's always going to be a contingency of people that go, that's shite. You know, and then there's going to be loads of people that love it. But it's just having belief in your ideas and feeling comfortable as well. So I love Ashley's attitude. I think that's the right way to go. Do you know what is so weird, though? It's like there is there is a video I made with my cousin about periods called If Periods Are People. And it maybe got like <laughs> 60,000, 100,000 hits on Facebook. And then I got TikTok. And in a week, it got 2 million hits on TikTok. Weird. So different platforms different age groups different you'll find different audiences in different places so don't lose faith in 
your thing because people haven't seen it on YouTube, stick it up somewhere else and people will find it somewhere else and it'll, it, it'll find a whole new audience. That's another thing I've learned about the internet. My Harry Potter video was on YouTube for three years, got 300 hits. Nobody liked it. Put it on Facebook, got 30 million hits. It's just it's just one of the weird things. Exactly. Off YouTube. I mean, I've been trying to put things on YouTube for ages and it's like blooming tumbleweed town. And yeah, mm. like come on places like Twitch. I tried TikTok and I was like, I think I'm too old for this. So I just left. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't want to do this. This is too much room. But I like Twitch because I felt like there was the, the people that were finding me on there. And you're right, Ashley, about the different platforms. They just reacted to the content in a completely different way. Because, you know, I think maybe I'm better doing that than kind of doing a, hi guys, welcome to my YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, and I just kind of feel that, that was, this is probably better for me. So yeah, I think you're right, Ashley. Like, different platforms react. Don't cross-post the same thing. Like, just, you know, try and change the content and move from platform to platform. Don't give up. Because I can see some of my comedian friends, some of my friends in the industry, doing live streams on Instagram Live. And I'm like, nah, it's not yeah. your audience. You should come over to Twitch, you know? I think the thing as well is, you know, there is a the concept of money, when <laughs> no one really talks about yeah. but um it's very important for people to keep going and i and the arts have been massively underfunded for a long period of time obviously with everything that's happened with covid the government haven't been massively supportive to towards people in the arts so really it's um you know go back to taking control you're taking control of a, a potential income stream you know that's that is a part of it i think with tiktok all of these other things that you could be doing um with streaming, there is that potential and it's a very simplistic model. Whereas with YouTube, you've got to get like a million followers or TikTok. I don't even know how that works with TikTok to be able to go live, etc. It's just a different, different strategies really, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I like the algorithms change and it's all a bit messed up on YouTube. And I think if you were back, in, I, I feel like with YouTube, unless you just hit gold randomly and you understand the way it works or if you're there from back in the day and you've just built up uh, but the way that youtube works is like it's either you gotta be either supremely entertaining or supremely informative and that's where people go whereas with twitch it's about community and it's about building community and you don't you don't need a super slick pc setup to do a twitch stream i built my community from my shitty webcam on ps4 sorry if i swear i swear a lot just apologizing now you're allowed to swear on the podcast don't worry it's fine just getting that just getting that out now if you take the girl at glasgow and all that um, <laughs> so i just feel like you can build that community i built that community on the ps4 streams and then a wee bit of irl on my on my iphone because i'd walk about and i'd do some irl sitting on my couch and i was still building a community so you don't you don't need comedians and people that are creatives or even just folk who are curious don't need a big giant pc setup to do it i think we need to get over that mental block but i think you're right it is difficult though it is it is a mental block it's it's a psychological block because a lot of people that i'm friends with comedians as well and they're like i want to do it but i don't think i, I can deal with it and how do you multitask etc etc but you kind of learn by learn by doing and it is a baptism of fire you can do it on the down low when you start you're not going to have millions of viewers so you can learn as you go and the videos don't stay there forever so it is i think it's a great platform to try out new stuff and going back to what you were saying before claire you can conceive an idea for a show in the morning film it in the afternoon edit it put the highlights out i mean it's great how, how could you ever do that in in 
broadcasting because you have to go through a funnel of like 20 different people they've all got an opinion and there's budgeting worries and all of this kind of thing I just think that that is what is so exciting about it Mm, absolutely like I mean that's the thing there's so much like red tape uh you know and like so many hoops to jump through like radio tv and all the rest and um, I just kind of, I mean, it doesn't mean like, you know, if a TV job came or, or and ones have come, you know, the one came recently and it was on iPlayer. It's just like a little mini thing on iPlayer and that's just iPlayer. Um, and that in itself was so many hoops to jump through and contracts and things and bits and bobs. So yeah, it's just fast. I think this is the future of content making because it's fast and it's changeable. And if something happens outside of Twitch, you can react to it very quickly within Twitch and talk about it, you know? So that's, yeah, that's true. That's really yeah. true. Um, I was going to say, like, when I contacted you, Claire, I said, oh, I'm interviewing female comedians for the show. And you said, well, I don't really do comedy, but I think what you both do really well is improvisation. And that is, seems to me a really important part of what Twitch is about, especially on the kind of just chatting um, genre. How important do you think improvisational skills are? Like, do you think, did you ever consider it in that way or is it just what you do naturally? I think it's just a natural thing. Like, I think it's just, I, I do three hours of radio, live radio every week and it's just talking and mm. I think I'm I'm good at that. I'm good at just talking, and I can do that for ages. So I think it's a. I was an only child, so I've like spent my entire life in a room with myself, being like, "Oh, and then what happened? Oh, that was a." <laughs> so it's it's pretty much like when I was a kid and I used to like talk to my Playmobiles. That's essentially what I'm doing on Twitch. <laughs> Sounds very Anne of Green Gables. I've got to be yeah. honest. Have you been watching that? It's so so terrifically upsetting. Don't don't do it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I was a wee bit nervous when you asked me, Alexis, because I was like, "Oh, is this?" Because one of my friends, I think, has been on this. And she about this podcast before. She's a comedian at proper. And I, I was like, oh, Ashley's proper. You know, I was like, oh, God, I'm just a big shit talker. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just, I think I've discovered through Twitch that I'm, I probably am okay at it. Um, I quite like doing little bits and stuff like that. I don't like watching Twitch streamers. The, the Twitch chatting streamers that I watch do do a lot of that or they have a lot of visuals going on. The ones where I watch like a really attractive lady or a really attractive boy um, sitting with their pet and just quietly reading the chat doesn't really do it for me. Um, <laughs> so, which is and it, no hate to those people, but my brain needs to keep moving. So I think what Ashley said, it's just an expression of everything you grew up with. You know, you're just kind of, you know, brain farting it all out onto... onto <laughs> Some people hate it. Don't get me wrong. Some people go on and go, this is rubbish. Um, but the people that stay are your little weirdos. They're yeah. your little clan of freaks. And that's what matters, you know? I love that. I love that you use the word weirdos as well. Because I do think a lot of people in our line of work or sort of comedy or entertainment, we are the outsiders. And we've always felt that way. And actually, what I found really lovely is finding a community of people who are as odd as I am. And, and absolute geeks. You know, the technology side as well, I think is is really exciting and um i was surprised at how much i got into that you know the settings of things and all that kind of thing do you, do you feel like you're unleashing your inner geek when you come online oh yeah like i mean i i'm i mean i am a massive nerd anyway like i'm so nerdy like i'm looking at my desk and i'm looking at like an x-men lunchbox and stuff you know i mean i've got like things all around me that's nerdy but yeah it feels nice because 
I was that little, like, slightly rotund girl at school playing songs about why boys didn't like me, you know? Like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no one loves me. And so it's kind of because I like comics and I, I went to all girls' schools. So I like comics and things that typically girls, I guess, nowadays it's cool, but back in the day it wasn't. And so it's nice to come on and find your community um, of, you know, boys and girls that just are weird like you and can talk about mental health and also talk about comics and also talk about the films of um, Paul Verhoeven, you know, and there's all of these things. So that's why, I think that's why Twitch is a more powerful platform than YouTube because YouTube is static and passive. Yeah. And you're really brought in by streamers. When I see a streamer being an absolute fool, I'm like, oh, I like you. Oh, yeah, you're... <laughs> You're a freak. Yeah, I mean, um, my origin story is completely different. I was at an all-girls school with a trombone, writing songs about why boys didn't like ah. me. <laughs> <laughs> made an amazing band, Ashley. Um, you got the sax, the trombone. I could play the triangle. We're set. It's all good. Hottest band on Twitch, man. Hottest band on Twitch. Seriously. Reading my comic books, being like, why am I not beautiful with boobs at my chin? <laughs> By the way, while we're chatting, um, there are lots of comments, and I do apologise if I've not been able to read them out. Obviously, this is for audio, but just so the people that are listening who maybe haven't come on Twitch before, when you're doing a live stream, there's a little chat window, and all of the people that are watching you can comment, and um, they chat to each other, which is really lovely as well. I've I've been on your Discord, uh, Claire, and, and seen, like, you know, the really deep conversations that go on between your followers as much as the conversation that goes on with your live stream. So just so that you're aware, if, you, if, you, um, if you're listening, you won't be able to see these, but lots of great comments. Um, AJ Dominican saying he's found some amazing female comedians from Twitch, London Hughes and many more, which is great. Mm. Um, and some, uh, Hog Magandhi was saying 4,000 viewers for some woman scraping a bit of florist's foam this morning. 4,000. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Or somebody said that they, there was a girl sleeping and people, there was like thousands of people watching this girl sleeping. I was like, why? Like, I was oh, that's wrong. I mean, it I can, is creepy. I can kind of think why, but also the florist. Some people maybe like to kind of like, it's, maybe for some people it is kind of voyeuristic. And they maybe just want to watch somebody getting a bunch of flowers together or sleeping, which is fine, and whatever floats your boat. Um, but I don't know if you want if you want some interaction and you want to get into a community, there are loads more people out there that deserve your time, you know, loads more. So why aren't there more women on Twitch? This is the biggest question I since day one. I'm searching, I'm searching. There just aren't enough of us. Why is that? Ashley, why do you think? Well, I was very reticent to get on Twitch, but as a woman just because there was a reputation of it being like um gamer boys being mean but that was more just an idea rather than the actuality of it um but uh, i mean every platform i go onto i get nervous because there's always that opportunity for there to be a slew of hatred and i know it's not yeah. all men and i know it's really hard to like say this and and to prove it but as a woman when you're creating on the internet there is just there is just people who are going to say mean shit just because you've got a fanny and that is that is just the <laughs> truth of it and i i can't 
actively go, here is proof that this person doesn't like me just because I'm a woman. But I've put up videos that I know if Frankie Boyle had said it or if Lemmy had said it, nobody would care. But because it's me saying it, it's like, how dare you? How dare you make fun of men who masturbate in parks? That's terrible. And I'm like, yeah. but it's, it's making fun of people who wank in parks. You don't wank in a park. This isn't aimed at you. Why are you getting defensive about that? They're I mean, supporting their fellow wankers, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I think you hit on maybe the small community of uh, park wankers. Uh, <laughs> small niche community. Very niche. And you just, unfortunately, the head of the park wankers happened to be in your stream. I think Ashley's right. Honestly, Alexis, like, I think when I, I, I was watching streamers on Twitch and then I decided to come to it, but I might play video games anyway, but I... I thought, oh, this is just, I think a lot of, uh, the gaming industry is largely male anyway. Sure. Even though, even though there are female gamers, and I know a lot of female gamers. So when they look at Twitch, it, it's very much, it looks like a gaming platform. Um, and then there's another contingency of just a very, and nothing, nothing against them, if that's what you're saying, very pretty ladies who just sit scantily clad, stroking yeah. that and talking. And there's also that. And I thought, is this what I want to be on? And they also get a lot of flack and the gamers get a lot of flack who are on there. Um, but it's just finding your communities. I think I've now hit upon a bunch of uh, amazing uh, not only female streamers, but just streamers from all sorts of communities, like the LGBTQ plus community and all sorts. When you hit upon a vein of really great people, you just have to keep shouting out about them and supporting them. So it's getting better. Yeah. I have a whole list of women now that I will watch and follow and, and shout out about. Um, but it is, it's always going to be harder because I think that Twitch doesn't really advertise itself as a platform that is very open to lots of different races and, you know, genders and that kind of thing. It's always just sort of, you see the sort of guys with beards. There's nothing wrong with a guy with a beard. I love a man with a beard. But We no, love beards. We're all for beards. I love a beard here. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's the stereotype of a nerd sort of with a beard just playing games, you know, and it's not about that. It's not all about that. So, yeah. No. Yeah. I can't so think that's true. What happens when you have days, which, you know, all of us have, this is not a female-centric question. What happens if you have a day when you just don't feel like streaming? You know, it's mental health, which you touched upon earlier, has been such a huge part of, of where we've all been um, concentrating our focus over the last few months. It's been really difficult. So when you don't want to stream, but you know you've got your community and they're kind of like actually depending on you, what do you do in that instance? I do it because like even when it's not um twitch and it's like on facebook i stream with my mum three times a week um and we've been doing we did every day of lockdown from the beginning of lockdown until maybe like two three weeks ago we streamed every day on facebook wow and um there was days where it was literally painful to drag myself out of my room and put on foundation and sit in front of a camera and go hello how are you mm. But I knew that there were people who needed it and I knew that I needed it. I needed that reason to get up and to comb my hair and to wash my face and to brush my teeth because otherwise I would have just stayed in my pit. I mean, I've, I get really bad anxiety and I've all my gigs have been cancelled. My fringe has been cancelled. My entire gear has been cancelled. This is, this is literally me trying to recreate my industry by myself on the internet. And I had but to... But I love that. That's so positive. 
you know, I just have to do it. So that's, yeah. I, I say do it. I mean, obviously, if you can't, don't, don't force yourself. It's just personally for me that I have to force myself. Or if I give myself that out, then I've got the out forever. And I can't let myself slip just a little bit. Because I know if I slip a little bit, I'll go all the way back down the bottom of the hill and have to start pushing the boulder again. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you find if you if you do ever I mean I'm guessing that you've not had a period because you're quite new to this but Claire have you ever had a period where you know you've had to take a week out or you've wanted to for holidays or whatever and do you notice there's a difference when you come back or how does yeah. that work um so yeah nowadays I'm kind of trying to be full-time so I try my hardest I, I sort of I feel very much the same as Ashley like if I take some more lots of time I have to push myself back up and it really feels quite difficult yeah um, but yeah, I have bad brain days. So nowadays I've, I've got bad brain days and I'll just say to the community and I'll go on Discord, I've, I've had a bad brain day. I'm sorry, guys, I'll be back tomorrow. And usually when I come back, actually when I take a day off, everyone gets even more enthusiastic. So I'm like, <laughs> should I take more time off? Like, should I have like a weekend off? Or sometimes when I have to readjust for the content coming up, I'll take two days off. Yeah. Just because I need to make layouts and do technical stuff. And that's quite good for my brain too. But uh, when I've taken a holiday, the last time I took a holiday was like a big break from streaming was last year for my husband's 40th. We went to Spain and I did a few IRL Spanish things. Um, I didn't do too many. I did like three in 10 days. Um, and that was quite nice. Um, I quite like taking a break from Twitch because when you, when you do come back, you feel super energized. But I try yeah. to do like six days out of seven or five days out of seven minimum. Um, but yeah, I think it's important for your mental health because... I think a lot of people think, oh, you know, streamers just like, they like to be in front of the camera and it's all about attention and it's really not about that. It's about really loving creating and mm -hmm. loving being part of the community. And, you know, you sometimes just break, you know, and you're like, I yeah, the rest because you're constantly up. You know, when I come off stream around about seven o'clock, usually my husband will be like, you're right, you're right. And I literally, I'm like silent, like silent the whole night, like sitting there going, oh, oh, because I'm dead after a stream. Yeah. He gets to see like the kind of zombie me and everyone else gets to see the happy, whatever. So I think it is good. Mental health, don't feel guilty if you take a day or two off because your community will absolutely understand. They will understand. Yeah. A, a big part of it, like, especially, like, when I was doing the streams with my mum on Facebook, it's different from Twitch, because Twitch, I'm pr probably more a bit upbeat and, like, blah, blah. but on the Facebooks, because it's my, it's a more, it's a more older women community yeah. um, that we were streaming to. It's more, like, women in their 40s and 50s, and, like, women who are in hospital getting chemotherapy and stuff. There was more of an opportunity to be, like, I'm having a bad day, and they would be more, like, oh, let's talk about it like there was rather than I wouldn't bring that on Twitch I don't know why it's just the psychological thing but because it's my mum's Facebook live stream where it's more like menopausal women I'd be like oh I'm having a bad day and they'd be like tell us why Ashley and I'd be like my period's coming but it's really late and my feet are swollen and they'd be like oh that's normal and I think I'm pregnant with a ghost baby and they'd be like <laughs> but you know that's what okay. that's that's the skill. What you've just described is reading the room and that's the ability that not everybody has. And I think that's probably a bit of the key to your, both of your success is your ability to read the room and know when, you know, you can get a vibe from an audience when you're on stage, but you can still get a vibe for on here for like what people want to hear about or where the conversation's going. Mm -hmm. And I think that is part of actually what makes a good streamer. Um, what other qualities would you say like, for people that are listening and perhaps like, are thinking about getting into streaming but don't quite have the balls just yet, 
What other qualities do you think makes make a good streamer? I think earnestness. Yes. Yeah. I took the words right out of my mouth, Ashley, man. <laughs> yeah, honesty and earnestness, 1000%. I think you need to be very honest. Um, you need to be yourself. You, you need to kind of, and you have to have somewhat of a thick skin. Now you can, if something bad happens, I think it's good to just say to people, I didn't like that and be honest. Um, but have, you have to learn to have a wee bit of a thick skin because you're putting your, all, your whole friggin' self out there. But yeah, yeah. honesty. It's weird to try and find that balance between being like completely thick skinned and my mum is like leather, leather face, like <laughs> nothing. People think, people think they've zinged her and she's literally just sitting with her sausage dog like, <laughs> nothing <laughs> penetrates her. Whereas I'm probably a lot more soft and doughy and like if, if, if 400 men all decide to pile on me on Twitter on one day and be like, "You're," I hope you get coronavirus and die, I will literally curl up in a ball in my bed and be like, why am I not funny? Why can't, <laughs> I, why can't I make these football fans laugh at my hilarious period jokes? <laughs> oh, see, I'm more like, cough on me, bitches. Like, I'm more like, I do not give a shit. Like, I hate, I'm just like, whatever. I but, just can't get that. I can't get. I I'm I really struggle, and I know it's bad, but I I will get there. But I just don't have that full on armor yet. I still get. I still get like, please like me. Please like me. Oh no! I don't, it, I think it. I think it comes with every horrible encounter you face, and it's still even though you've got the thickest skin, you're still a human, and sometimes mm. somebody penetrates it, and it just puts you off a little bit. Um, but I would say having brilliant moderators, um, you know, really checking the chat and stuff, they, they protect streamers. I would say get good mods as well. Get good moderators that are watching the chat. As soon as I see somebody who comes in, there was some guy that came in uh, like ages ago called Bend Over Grandad, just got banned immediately. <laughs> I agree. You know, Judging like by the names, yeah. I mean, it's interesting you say about moderators. That was one of the first first questions that I had when I started streaming. I, I was asking Terry about it, who helped me get started, etc. And um, he said, oh, I, I said I was really scared about the comments I was going to get that would be negative. And he said, oh, well, don't worry, because you'll soon get moderators. Now, for people listening, the moderators does what it says on the tin. They're, they're friends, followers of yours who will basically, anyone that comes onto your chat and says something that's offensive um, or breaks the rules that you've set for your chat, the moderators will boot them out. So even if it's like you might set a rule and say, well, I actually don't want people to mention the word green or whatever it is, the moderators will do what you've asked them to do because you develop a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. um, so what other words should we know about? Because oh, it's, quite impenetrable. <laughs> it's quite impenetrable. Because we were talking about raiding. We were talking about raiding with Becky yesterday. And I think raiding's a great, great thing. So do you want to explain raiding to... Like, what, um, you mean, what other words should we... Do you have blocked? Like, oh! Do you, do you all those well, words? <laughs> I'm sure. All of the words. <laughs> Here we go! Um, well, other, other kind of terms, I guess. Like, so for those who don't know what Twitch is, so moderators, obviously, we've talked about raiding is when you raid another channel it's like literally bringing your house party over to someone's house party um hosting a channel is very helpful when people host a channel even if they're not streamers it's good for the the algorithm and it helps grow your community so everyone can host your channel it means that if somebody comes onto their channel they'll see you basically mm -hmm. um so stuff like that i'm trying to think what other words ashley do you have any other we twitch phrases or words that we use a lot 
I don't know about phrases and things, but I would say that Fiverr is a great resource for if you don't have any friends and like I don't have any friends who are creators on Twitch and I found a little guy on Fiverr who makes my emotes for me. And wow, that's a good tip. That's a very good tip. He's really kind and he's in, um, I think he's in like the Eastern Europe somewhere and he just he drew me one time and I was like oh I love that and I, I pay him and he makes little cartoons of me and it's a good place to because having those little emotes is a really good thing for getting subs and just to, to give people that feeling of being part of the community so that when you raid they've got something to shower on the chat and having like your image so if you don't have a friend who is incredibly good at drawing <laughs> tiny pictures Fiverr is a good resource for that. Yeah, well, the emotes is really important because it's so like, you know, when we raided Alexis before the podcast and we've got all the, the wee raids, emotes, and all the hell of hearts, it shows the enthusiasm for a community when they come in and they're, they're friendly and it's like your badges. It's like, hey, we're all wearing these wee badges. You know, we're from Ashley's community or we're from Claire's community and it, they have such a flavour and a personality. So Ashley's emotes will look very different from yeah. someone else's, you know. Uh, mine are all my stupid face in different ways, you know, and things like that. And ashes, some people draw them. So that's another good one as well. Emotes are very, very important. And people love using them as well, you know. Yeah. And sometimes if somebody comes in to raid me, like, so if Ashley came in and raided me, I'd say, hi, everyone. I want Ashley's followers to spam all your emotes out. <laughs> Because it shows that I want to see them. I'm like, come on in. Yeah. It's a friendly party, man. Like, let's let's have a go. I want to see Ashley's emotes. So you're, you've got to like make sure you welcome people in as well. Oh, and you 100%. Was, you were saying about um, you found someone on Fiverr, which I think is a great, is a great thing because you're giving someone some work as well, and I'm all for that. Um, how much do people outsource on Twitch? So when you get to a certain level, I know, Claire, you do all of your artwork, which is incredible. You do it all on Photoshop, and you love that, and... I've been using Canva, which is a bit more basic, but it does the job. Um, do people who are like in the highest stratosphere of Twitch outsource all of this stuff? Or are they still, do you think that they're still very much involved in designing all the emotes and all that kind of stuff? How much your outsourcing goes on? I mean, I outsource because I can't draw tiny. So that's literally, <laughs> <laughs> I tried and it's really fucking hard. It's one of the hardest things I've ever witnessed is trying to draw tiny. Like I tried to make, I draw a lot and a lot of like my little pop-ups when I get a sub or a follower or little cartoons that I've drawn of food because yeah. I really like to draw food for some reason. And <laughs> I like to make little food puns like, oh, it's rice to meet you with a little sushi ball. And <laughs> that's very cute. And things like that. But um, I can't imagine ever not wanting to do that. I can't imagine ever getting to a point where I'm like, oh, I don't want to draw a bowl of ramen that's like, you're super. <laughs> I can't imagine not ever wanting to do that. So, I, I mean, do you do you still do a lot of your art or do you outsource it, Claire? I do everything. Um, I like to I like to do it all myself because I'm a massive control freak. <laughs> so I'm like, I do all my videos myself. I do all my transitions myself. I do my layouts myself. I do my moats myself. And I've learned a lot. So sometimes I'll do them on stream and there'll be a lot of experts on the stream yeah. that are much better than me. And I'll go, oh no, what have I done? I've just pressed a button. Like, tell me what do I do? And people will go, oh, right, control this, does this. And I've learned a lot, but I, li I like to have that creative control. But NDD, who's watching along to this podcast, we're recording live at the moment, who's a great streamer, by the way, has said, 
she doesn't like Fiverr, she likes to support fellow art streamers who do emotes. That's a really good point as well. Like yeah. art streamers, um, they are absolutely so important. You know, if you go look at, there's comedians and there's presenters and there's all sorts, but there's art streamers that will do emotes for you. If you find a good one, um, that's a really, really good tip. Just watch an art streamer and go, I like your stuff. Um, <laughs> I think I want to contact you. And then you can connect your communities, which is another good way to do it. But I like it because I like to have the control and um, I know with the flavor of what I want. And I also, because I want to learn another skill. So I want to learn the technical skills involved. But if it's not for everyone, I'd say go to Fiverr like Ashley does or go find an art streamer and then connect with them. For sure, that's a good tip from Indeedy in the chat. A big part of that for me is like, because I, I, I was so new to like Twitch, like you have to start somewhere. And I'm sure like if you can connect with an art streamer, but you don't know who you're, like I don't know who anybody is and I don't know who I'm connecting with. So I mean like fair enough down the line, connect with an art streamer. But if you're starting off, you need something yeah, to get going. I, I think Fiverr to stick down some money for a wee artist who's sitting in a room who you had a connection with is 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 a valid form of getting stuff made quickly without having to, I don't know, try and make a pal who might turn out to be a loon ball. But that's just me because <laughs> every time I've ever got somebody to try and help me with anything who's been like, oh no, I'll do it because I'm your friend. Like three weeks later, they're catfishing me as all they mars. So I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> hashtag true story. I know it was. It was not. Um, <laughs> He's too busy on TikTok trying to drown his girlfriend all the time. Every TikTok <laughs> video is just always pushing her in the pool. So, um, yeah, I was going to ask as well. Um, Claire, you mentioned something about when you finish streaming and there's that little bit of a... It's not really come to... I, I've kind of... I've only streamed a few times. So I know what kind of vibe you're talking about. And it's just... You, t you take a lot of yourself. You do take a lot of yourself into your stream. And it, it is a little bit exhausting afterwards. How do you find that with relationships, it doesn't have to be with a partner or anything like that, but like with friends and family, um, do you find that you're able to maintain like kind of your Twitch life with your relationships and, or, or do they kind of, do they encroach upon each other? Oh, therapy time, therapy time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so in terms of my relationship with, so with my husband, um, it's, I'm having to move my schedule around currently because he's like, I don't see you very much, you know, cause I'm trying yeah. to make it more full time and, and, and pay the rent. Essentially, that is what I'm trying to do is just pay the rent. Cause I've got no, all of the other jobs got absolutely completely done. Um, and I'd like to say just, just before I start, Bobby Heenan's just dropped a big fat load of subs into your chat. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. The wee squadder and he's absolutely lovely. Amazing. So thank you. One of my one of my followers has just dropped. One of the wee squatters just dropped ten subs in. So thank you, Bobby. But yeah, I've started to move my Twitch schedule around, um, and because I want I want to have I need to have some personal time as well. In terms of my friends, I mean, I got a message from my one of a really close friend last night going, "I've not heard from you for two months because I'm like, <laughs> I don't I don't want to see all this lockdown stuff. Of, Let's do Zoom drinks." I was like, well, I'm on, I'm on the camera all the time. Yeah. The last thing I want to do is sit with a glass of wine quietly whilst I'm trying to decompress and then talk to you about your day. And I know that sounds terrible, but I've told all my friends selfishly, I do Twitch now, I'm not doing a Zoom thing. If we want yeah. to meet, we'll meet and, and that'll be great. We'll do socially distanced meet now, but that's how I feel. So I feel like I do, it has encroached, but now I'm trying to sort of give myself more free time what about you Ashley do you find that as well 
my friends are all like the people who I'm I'm not a I'm not a friends with comedian person. There are comedians who are like just friends with other comedians. I've never been like that. I, I don't get like asked out for pints after gigs. All my friends are muggles and they don't get anything I do. They think it's super fucking weird. They think that <laughs> They think that like they're all like midwives and barbers and people with normal like nine to five jobs and they they do the same thing like let's all have a Zoom chat and I'm literally sat dressed as the Little Mermaid because I've just finished filming like a short stuff and I'm like can we move this along please because I've got to unglue shell boobs from myself and <laughs> wow like it's just they, they they just think it's so and they don't want to talk about it like they're not interested or impressed or anything i'll be like oh guys did you listen to my radio show and they're like no did you look at pictures of our baby and i'm like no that's weird oh, no. um <laughs> <laughs> have you tried have you actually brought anyone over though because i've brought no some of my friends will get curious and come over and sometimes we'll be in the chat and go hello and i'm like oh it's my best pals my best pals yeah but, but like generally speaking they're like i don't understand or or one friend said to me sorry i don't watch things live i can't watch things live and i was like why i went well, okay well i said here's a clip of it i don't know i'll just watch him my own time like he's got this weird mental block about twitch so i can't but this is this is the problem i <sighs> found this as well it's like we're trying to it's not even just people who want to stream on here that find it confusing. It's the people who are nothing to do with the industry. Your mates. I, I, I noticed the other day, my best mate, I call her Auntie Babsy. She's called Tracy. And she's not, she's not in the business. She doesn't really grasp like um, Twitch or what it's all about. But she followed me and I was like, oh, that's great. She's never going to watch me. But no. it's nice. It's nice. It's like a friend, as you say, Claire, from the outside world, yeah. almost penetrating Twitch is cool. Not quite, almost. They just but... don't, like, they just, I wish they got it more because I'm telling you, I watch, if somebody's on during the day that I like, I will watch them over television and I'll have it in the background constantly because it's so nice to hear um, somebody talking in the background and, you know, or occasionally I'll look up and see some amazing visuals. I watched a streamer this morning. And it was like watching uh, some strange fever dream, but I loved it. And he was singing <laughs> songs about pigs and all sorts. And I was like, this is amazing. And so, and he was very creative with his visuals. And that was great, you know, and I, I liked that this morning. So, you know, there's a lot more there than television, which is what they, what they give you is this very structured. And don't get me wrong. I love Married at First Sight, Sight Australia. I love it. Really love it. I love all that crap. <laughs> and that. but at the same day, time I want to watch creative people make stuff that I've not seen before and you can't really get that anywhere else but I think people are so set in their ways and I think yeah. it's partly um, Twitch is to blame as well like you know if they keep promoting the more gamier people you know as opposed to the people who are comedians or presenters or artists or real just chatters good conversation and they should promote all of that instead of just you know, watching people play games in Fortnite and Overwatch, you know, and that, I think that's got something to do with it a little bit as well, really. Yeah, I agree. And I think when I first joined and I was looking for comedians, like just on the platform, it's quite difficult to actually, as someone had to explain to me, oh, they'll be on the just chatting uh, section or whatever. It's not as intuitive as, um, as I would have liked. Uh, there are, <laughs> tags are really annoying that's the one thing i found about twitch is like i want to tag like that i'm doing like comedy or i'm doing like yeah something more than just chatting and i feel like the tags in the little description box when i'm 
doom and video producer don't kind of allow for that a more I don't know diverse sorting system but that could just be me being quite like I like to label things I don't know but I that's the one thing where I'm like that's a pain in the butt no I think you're right I think you've definitely got because there's like there's a tag called social eating so why are there <laughs> other tags you know because people obviously eat on twitch or you know there's ASMR vibes and stuff like that as well but yeah I think I think I hope that I think Twitch themselves probably don't really know where they might have to go with certain areas because there's an influx of creative people coming on here, actors and all sorts and everyone and even just normal folk who are just great at graphic design and they're highly creative. Um, but as somebody said in the chat there, uh, one of the wee squatters, I am Gog, said you know by the time TV corporations and broadcasters come to Twitch, it'll be too late for them. I had a I had a friend, or I've got a friend, one of my best pals, she works for the Discovery Channel, she's quite high up, and she mm-hmm. hides what goes on the channel, basically. She buys all the programs, and she said to me, uh, it was a number of years ago, they started really panicking, because they were like, we need to get on board with YouTubers. But my friend kept saying, no, she kept saying to her, the higher-uppers, you're too late. You're yeah. too late. Yeah. By the time you get those on, it's going to look contrived. But they still tried to do it anyway with television and stuff, and it is contrived, because... It's just not right. And actually the audiences and the demographics are different. My mum doesn't know who Ninja is. Do you know what I mean? Like my mum doesn't care who this random new YouTuber is who's all of a sudden a panel guest on a panel show. Nobody cares about that. So I think just work within your vibe. TV should just be TV and that's fine. Yeah. And and I think Twitch just needs and live streaming needs to be bigger and better and just show tv how creative it is but i don't think they should try and be each other i think that's fine to be separate i mean the the whole reason i'm on the internet and the whole reason i've been on the internet for so long and i don't think this is much of a secret is that my mum's a stand-up comedian and for years tv and radio were like no you're too scottish you're too scummy you're too old and i was like fuck it then we'll start a podcast we'll start making youtube videos we'll start doing videos and she just embraced in her like late 40s she just went oh this is the internet I'm gonna embrace this and she just decided that's where she was going to live her life and that's where she was going to create her content and that was where she was going to build her community and as she grew and grew and grew and people were like no you're too you're too rude you're too aggressive you're too this you're too that and it's always too something and it was always it was always like a kind of really snidey thing. Like she would put in pitches at certain TV channels and they'd say, no, and I have a different name from my mum, a different second name. And then I would put in the same pitch and I'm a privately educated girl who can modify tone and smile right. And the same pitch would get commissioned and it would be like, oh, so it's not to do with the actual content. It's specifically to do with her then. We now know that because you've commissioned a thing she pitched and then I I pitched. As a woman, though, you're, you're doubly, you're, you've got the double-edged sword. I mean, ageism, yes, is rife in TV. Um, then being female, I mean, a lot of the conversations we've had on this podcast and I've had have been about the fact that if, if you pitch a sitcom idea as a woman, they're always looking to ask questions like, but is she likable? Are people going to relate to her? Mm. Whereas a guy pitches an idea, he can be Alan Partridge, he can be the most revolting character and no one questions the likability. And there's that sort of, there's always that preconception that as a woman, you've got to be likable. And there are- And then 
yeah. add to the female and add to the age thing that we're also Scottish and yes, therefore yeah. that would count within your media. <laughs> so then she's got that on top of her. And so she just Crazy. went online and she she now has this incredible following and she makes these videos that get thousands of hits and she just made these plays for the National Theatre and big actors made them and she made her little plays for the National Theatre and they did so well and I'm like That's so amazing. proud of her. And she's got these millions of viewers for these little short plays that she's made and I, I just think that now people are like, oh, do you want to come do this? Do you want to, would you like to maybe be interested in coming on this yeah, TV? Now like, oh, oh. And yeah. she's like, no, it's fine, hen. I've got 7,000, 100,000 people <laughs> watching me on Twitter. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Bye. And <laughs> Good for her. She's just, I, I, I think that the internet is this great equaliser where it, those things that count against you within the media circles where they'll be like, you're too old, you're too Scottish, you're too poor you're too scummy you're too whatever those walls get hit down in the internet and if you have got something about you it doesn't necessarily have to be like a specific talent of i'm mm. really funny or i'm good at piano but you've just got something then that something will get found in the internet as long as you've got it and you're willing to show it and you just have to be willing to put it out there and it'll work i think this is the block again that, and it's amazing that your mum did all that and she's got that following online because there's so many folk. Like, so finally last year when I made the documentary for the BBC, my dad went, oh, you're going to be on TV, right? So that's when he right. got it, right? But I went on television and got like pretty much, I got like, I get like barely any response from it on Twitter and stuff like that, even though the BBC were tweeting out about it and stuff barely any response no one really gave a shit if i do something on twitch and then i send something out about it people are like oh, oh, oh because yeah community on there there's no community there's no nobody cares on tv because it's such passive viewing and that's why your mom's probably done so well because they get your mom you know mm -hmm. people online get her and get what she's doing it doesn't matter what she looks like who she is what age she is what her accent is and that is way more important we see the same bland people on television and yes the diversity of accents class um gender race it's getting a little bit better on tv i can see it is but it's so goddamn slow if you want to see um someone from the trans community stream then you can go find that quite quickly on twitch i, I follow quite a few folk like that follow quite a few drag queens i follow quite a few sort of odd people that do characters and things it doesn't matter where they come from there's so much choice, there's less choice, but a lot of comedians and entertainers feel like, I think, oh, but I want to be TV famous. You know, they still want to be TV famous or they want to be TV, um, you know, so whatever. And actually, you know, it's not about that. It's not about just being TV famous. It's actually about growing something. And that's, yeah. that is where Twitch's power or live streaming's power is even more powerful than TV. You go to Kim Kardashian's frigging Instagram, it's all the same comments. Go to some small streamers' Instagram and people will be getting really into it. The in-jokes are really like, the engagement's so much higher and the engagement means much more. So people have to get out of this old school way of, I want to be on TV and radio and go, no, actually, you can do anything on here and be who you want to be and create the strongest community you can. It's very powerful. I think yeah. it's, more, it's more sustainable as well on here to be creating your own stuff. I mean, going back to something that you said there about it being an equaliser, Ashley, I would go so far as to say it's actually a bit more anarchic than that. I think 
what I love the story of is like your mum, I'm, you know, I've had loads of rejection in my career and to channel that and go stick two fingers up and go, fuck you guys. I'm going to do whatever I want. And you know what? It doesn't matter if TV producers don't come and like it because I'm my own producer. It doesn't matter if a top director doesn't like it because I'm directing it. Guess what? And I'm going to do all the characters and I'm going to do whatever I want, play what games I want. And that for me, it feels like, it feels like more anarchic and it's like, that's what's exciting for me is, is that groundswell of people who just are with you. You know, they're with you on your journey and they kind of support when things don't work out. Claire, you were saying before, sometimes things go wrong in your stream and whatever. And, but people are there, but people are there and they're like supporting you. That's what freaked me out about Twitch. I thought, oh, everyone's going to judge me. That would be it. I'll never work again. Uh, not that it's work so per se, but it's just the fact that people will be there and they will support you and hold your hand in your stream. And I love that. No, they're with you on the journey and I think if we look back maybe to the last 20 to 30 years and we look at entertainment um you know maybe say we start the 90s and we have the, there was a very sort of gen x -y, anarchic way of um entertainment if you think about channel four and the word and all those kind of things they were very anarchic and then that went away for yeah. some reason and something yeah. else took over that became um very much um you know sort of like that kind of like shiny sort of early noughties time and then everything became very clinical and compressed um and i think that's just generations and now we have a, a generation that's bored of that and a new generation coming up that's going no when they are anarchic stuff again i want to be real one anarchic stuff we can still work on platforms corporate platforms like twitch which is owned by obviously amazon but we can create our own little uh, chaotic corner you know and so we can, we're finding a sort of balance. Don't, don't go all the way corporate and be shiny, shiny. Uh, don't go all the way this way because no one will see you, but mm -hmm. kind of trying to work with that. And I think we're in an interesting time there where it's, there's a few generations of us now that have either been through that or some that have never experienced it, but they want something more, something that's aspirational, inspirational, bit chaotic and real. I think just real. I think we're fed up. I just don't want any... The shine is shit, really, you know? <laughs> at the end of the day, we've seen it with all the corporate X Factory, blah, 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 whatever, ITV stuff. And it's not real at the end of the day. You want to connect and feel like you're- You want to feel connected. Exactly. Mm, you want to feel connected. In a world of connection, it's super weird how for so long, it's just kind of been like looking through windows at like the Kardashians or there's no real connection they are so far away and I have friends in LA who've like worked on the Kardashians and the, the the things they've told me about what they're not allowed to do on set when they're filming and who they're yeah. not allowed to talk and they're not allowed to look and they're not allowed to touch and they have to be very separate and it's very weird and I'm like holy shit and I love that Twitch is like the complete opposite of that it's like, yeah, you're looking in my life, but you're also commenting on it. And I'm talking to you <laughs> and you're paying money to watch me eat a pickle. And there's a there's a weird, like, I don't know, there's like a, just a weird kind of freak showy throw pennies at me and I'll dance. And I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> like, I don't know, there's just something really grimy and funny about it that I, I love. I love watching my friend Roscoe put a bucket on his head and wake his wife up in the middle of the night because he's trying to cut open a pretzel tub so he can try and fit his head <laughs> in it. And his wife is coming through and it's like, Roscoe, just wear a hat. And he's like, no, I want to put my head in a pretzel tub. Like, I don't know why, but I think there is something so funny and weird and freak showy about it but in the best possible way where we're in charge of our own freakishness 
Yeah, I, I think you're completely right. I love that vibe. I, I really love that vibe. And it's not, I think when it's on television, they try and do the freakishness, but it's having worked on these shows, it's like everything's so controlled. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You have to be, because television, you got to be, and there's like a whole crew depending on you, you know, and it is what it is. Um, and, you know, I don't, if you want, I just think if you want that studio environment sort of go there, but if you want this, go here. I freaking love that. And I think YouTube's becoming a little bit controlled and contrived as well, you know, when you they see- They keep changing yeah. the rules as well for creators. I think it's now becoming very much like, um, in the beginning, you could kind of throw whatever you wanted at the wall and see what sticks, but now there are lots more controls in place. Um, something I picked up on that both of you like have in your streams is nostalgia and like old TV shows and old references. We were just talking about the word, which I used to love. I used to go to the audience um, filming every week, actually. My parents let me go when I was about 14. They should never have done that. Mm. Um, cool but parents. Cool parents. Though. Yeah, very cool parents. But um, <laughs> how, like, how important is nostalgia? Because I find like... When I watched your channel the other day and you were, um, Claire, you were putting up some old, I can't remember what kind of, it was just old TV programs from like the, the 80s or something. And it instantly, it gave me like a, a massive connection because it's, that's, that's when I grew up, you know. And I think that that's what's something really great about Twitch as well is that you can play clips and play old stuff and do shows around it. So yeah, I wanted to ask about nostalgia and the role of that in your, in your streams. I think, well, I think the nostalgia kind of is, is, is sort of creeps into my streams because, uh, you know, I, I'm such an 80s kid and 90s teen. And so, I, you know, I love looking back at those like theme tunes that will just like, I always play like, like every, almost every week, Jason the Wheel Warriors or Thundercats theme tune will be played <laughs> on, on like my channel. I think the thing, nostalgia is quite heavy, I think, in the last few years, you know, forget Stranger Things and all that kind of stuff, you know. I think the general vibe of people loving nostalgia and looking back, it's because it's not uncertain and people look back with rose-tinted glasses. I mean, the 80s with Thatcher and stuff, it's not like it was a great time, you know, but you know, we have all these like lovely things and you're the happy, warm feeling. And I think we like to look back at that. Um, I try not to make the channel so heavily nostalgic that younger people who were yeah. in those times don't, don't, you know, but sometimes younger people come in and go, this looks really old. What is it? And we all talk about it. Um, so a lot of my shows, some are based around nostalgia, some bits aren't, some bits are. Um, so I try and chop it and change it. Um, but I do think it's because we like looking back. And at the moment, the world is basically a bin fire, you know, and I, I think people come and escape into Twitch channels and Twitch communities and hang out with streamers because they like that warm feeling they get from a community, whether it's to have a good old laugh with Ashley or to sit with me and, and like look at like old TV tunes and themes and stuff like that. So I think there's a bit of that, you know, you can't, you can't really get that on TV. You'd have to be searching around, you know, just yeah. old stuff. So I think it's important. I try not to do it so heavily. I'm not a nostalgia channel, but if you do come in, you will see a lot of 80s and 90s stuff, like for sure. And that also nostalgia is just a really good way of starting any conversation. Like um, Paul, who's often in my chat and Twitch, he's my radio producer. And we go on in the middle of the night on BBC Radio Scotland and nobody listens to us who's in charge. So we get away with a lot of weird <laughs> stuff. Um, for example, Paul will write like a version of Ultravox, but about how much he loves Majure, trying to get Majure to be his best friend. And we'll play that on the radio. And I know nobody in charge is listening to us because we would not get away with that <laughs> otherwise. But I know that from that, just having any form of nostalgia or anything of, oh, what was your favourite sweets growing up? Anything yeah. like that. It's just such a good 
sort of conversation starter. It doesn't have to be the be all and end all, but it's just a nice way of getting people to talk about anything is their favorite thing from when they were a kid is just always a good way no matter what the age of getting somebody to talk about something and because a lot of my twitch viewers are people who were never on twitch before who literally came with me from my facebook a lot of them are older women and they're like they like to talk about murder she wrote and they like to talk (laughs) about stuff like that so i enjoy that aspect of it but one of the like hands down one of the best things about twitch has been getting like older women involved in it and we had a lady called joan who came on my twitch on her son's account and she had a fucking blast she he phoned her because she had spent like all his bits making noises (laughs) on people's channels because she realized that she could go online and shout boo at people and she just had a blast, like emptying his bit account, having. <laughs> oh yeah, so she's got you called the sounds thing. Yeah, I've got the same thing, but it's just dicks get shouts really, really loudly. So it's the dicks thing. Dicks. Um, dicks. And then you can cheer bits, and and I get dicks in my ear. Virtual dicks, obviously, virtual dicks. Um, but yeah, like, I I think you're right, Ashley. Um, I think it's the bonding aspect of nostalgia especially not just for just new people coming in but it bonds your community together if you're going oh my god remember you know this advert for trio or you know whatever and you know talking about pizza is always a great conversation uh old sweets is always a great conversation things like that that are commonalities no matter what you look like who you vote for like you'll all have those memories and i think we forget that like you know generally so it's nice to have that and you can't you know, you're just chatting back and forth with the chat as well. So it's it's safe and it's nice, you know. It's, so I think it's a bonding aspect for the community, for sure. I think Ashley's right. And also right now, when we're, you know, a lot of us still can't really get out that much, um, you know, to be safe in your memories, that's quite a safe mental health place is to kind of be nostalgic and to go to go through that and process that is lovely rather than be turning on the news. I, I don't know about you two, but certainly when this all started, I was watching the... Uh, daily briefing every single day and coming to twitch great you don't really no one really mentions the pandemic you know it's like it just people are getting on with their stuff on here and it's a lovely place to escape i would say yeah see absolutely a lot of people have said oh you uh your channel's got me through the pandemic or got me through this lockdown and because you know you don't you just get bored especially with twitter as well and you get lost down a twitter hole of crap sometimes of people arguing because they said the wrong word or whatever and I think Twitter and sometimes television as well showcases the worst of what humankind can be and I think and Twitch can as well but um, Twitch is very much about the I think about the the best it really does showcase some of the best of what humans can be um, when they come together as a community and it's really 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 lovely um, so yeah I think that's I think that's where Twitch is winning a little bit you know coming together as a community is really really important and thank you also um, just to interrupt uh, some lovely comments coming through in the chat loads of support for you two both and thank you for the follows as well like um, that's really lovely sorry I haven't there, there are no mods yes I haven't sorted that out yet and moderators was the term we were talking up about before um i'm still learning myself so apologies on that front i was gonna ask so we're coming to sort of the end of the conversation really but i wanted to i really want to see more women on here 
um, without being too biased. And I want to see more comedians because I love watching comedy on here. And there is plenty of gaming and we can all watch gaming channels. But let's get some more comedians on. How do we, what, what, what three tips would you each give to someone that's like thinking about starting streaming? Um, it could be technical. It could be an emotional tip. What three things would you say? You go first, three things, Ashley. It's hard, it's hard, isn't it? I would say the first thing is, and the thing that I had to like tell myself is don't let your fear of not being able to do the tech side hold you back. That's a that's a big because it looks quite daunting when you look at other people's Twitch channels and you go, I can't, I don't know how to do that. And when you open OBS for the first time and you get that big tunnel of your screen going all the way down, you're like, no, nah, fuck, this, this, yeah. is too, this is too frightening and I don't know what it is and I don't know what to do. Don't let that hold you back. Just dive in. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to go online and have no volume for 40 minutes and not realize and things like that are going to happen. But that's fine. You have to not let your fear of the tech side hold you back. Um, Twitch is a lot nicer a platform than most of the platforms. You have a lot more control. If somebody pops yeah. up in your chat and is like, you're a fat cunt, you can block them instantly and ban them and that happened to me and I was just like man bye you don't have to sit and let them see you it's gone um so it's a lot and it's a lot nicer it's a lot more supportive a platform it's a lot kinder a platform than twitter certainly is and um the third thing just be your authentic 100% self and that's, if people don't like it it's people don't like it it's fine not everybody likes you that's you know, as the little that's the one good thing about being the little fat girl with a trombone reading comic books in school. You learn from an early age that not everybody likes you. Yep, that's true. Um <laughs> that was a good answer. Shit. Uh, thanks, Ashley. Um, okay, gotta follow that. So three tips. I'd say uh be yourself. What mm -hmm. don't be scared to be yourself. That's my first tip. Um I'm gonna echo Ashley here and say, don't be scared about the tech stuff. You will learn the tech stuff. It's a rites of passage to do the tech stuff. And if you can create a Twitch channel and be the producer, the director, um, and the talent on the channel, you've learned some really good skills that will stand you in good stead for other things. Um, and number three, uh, don't take any bullshit. Um, mm. So even if somebody comes in and uh, they seem kind of like whatever, you know, may, they might have dropped some cheers and bits, but they're a bit of a dickhead. I would rather not have their monetary support, just get rid of them. I learned that with a few bad experiences where they're big donators, they're heavy on the donators. You feel like guilty. Don't feel guilty. Get rid of them if they're a bad egg, regardless. Just get, you don't need that in your community. Keep your community the way it is. Um, I can have a fourth one. The fourth one is- Yeah, of course. Community over everything. Protect your community as much as you can. And that's it. I think that's it. Cool, that's amazing. I think um, both really, really, really good bits of advice for both of you. And, and actually, what you were saying, Claire, is on, I'm getting a bit deep now, but I think as, as women in particular, there's always that eagerness to please. And if um, someone is donating or subbing or following or whatever, there's that sort of feeling that you've got to you're kind of in their debt in some way and I think that's something really important that actually people should bear in mind male or female is you know these this is your community but uh, there are going to be some bad eggs 
you know, if they, if you don't respond to them, that's not a problem. You can just do that. If someone's, if someone's being really offensive, you can block them. You're not under anyone's control here. Cause I think, you know, that if that's the obstacle for you coming onto Twitch and starting your stream is the fear of that, then I don't want anyone to feel like they can't, they can't come on and you'll make friends, you'll make friends that will want to be your mods and will want to be part of your community and protect you. Cause I think, both of you have got such great followers and such distinct set of followers and they very much want to protect you. And that's the sense that I get. And that's actually a really lovely thing about Twitch. Yeah, um, absolutely. Don't compromise. Like the community is important. Never compromise. doesn't matter if someone's a big gifter or anything like that. I, honestly, like you'll ultimately feel better for it in the long run to protect that community at all costs. And on the flip side of that coin, I would also say just as somebody who's been online for a long time and on podcasts and stuff, that there are people who will try and suck the life out of you <laughs> and will do it from a very um, a very pitiable place. It's not a mean place, but it's a very, if you don't love me, if you don't look at me, I'm going to, I, I, I'll be sad. And you can't equally let them control your life because I've been in bad experiences where I've had people like message me and be like if you don't reply to this I'm gonna hurt myself and I felt emotionally wow. like I have to baby this man I don't know in the other side of the world or I'm gonna be responsible for his life and you can't do that either you can't let that dictate your life either and that is one of the things about being this open and this vulnerable on the internet is you are open and vulnerable to people who who are like I don't want to be all Gwyneth Paltrow about it but emotional vampires yeah, you're absolutely right. That is another good point that I don't think we touched upon. There are some people that just want the streamer's attention and they don't chat. Yeah. They just want your attention. You don't owe anybody anything. It is their life choice to come on the chat and start bothering you and getting your attention. It is their life choice if they want to sub and follow. And I've banned subs before. They've subbed and they've been a total pain in the arse and they've been nasty and they get banned. So I don't care but you're absolutely right, Ashley. It is their life choice. Do not feel guilty about it. Mm -hmm. Go a thick skin and go, well, you chose to be here and th them's the rules, you know, and that's, and your community will thank you for that going down the road because you don't have any bad eggs, you know, and that's, that's the end of it. And bag eggs give you salmonella. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> so Ashley, when, when, um, going back to that comment that you had, when someone was saying they would hurt themselves if mm. you didn't get back to them that's a pretty huge responsibility for you to have to deal with as a streamer i i'm just wondering if there's any sort of signposting anywhere on twitch like if if you get someone that comes to you and is is in a bit of a desperate position is there any sort of signposting at all rather I... than just blocking them I now, because I've learned from that one experience, this was when I was doing podcasts and this was like, it started, he would just chat and he would, he started friending my friends, but then it got to the point where I would be like on the radio and he would be sending me private messages going, why aren't you replying? Why aren't you replying? Why aren't you replying? I'm going to hurt myself if you don't reply. And it was like, I would reply and I would feed into it and I'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, are you okay? Are you okay? But now when I, I had to say, look, I have to end this because I'm literally a, an anxious wreck. I don't yeah. know you. I don't know you. I've never met you. And I'm sitting at my work trying to talk to people on the radio, worrying about this man I don't know who is literally trying to suck the life out of me because I gave them that opportunity. But now if somebody says to me, I'm suffering, I'm, I'm not well, help me, I will direct them to resources that are better equipped than me 
to support them through that. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not, a, I'm not, I don't know how to fix people and I don't know the right way to help people, but I can point you in the good direction of somewhere you can go for the type of support and help you need that isn't me. And if that's not what you want, then I, I, I can't offer you anything else. That's all I can offer you. I can offer you friendship and I can offer you a community and I can offer you some form of companionship on the internet, but I can't be your secret best friend who you pour all your badness into because I've got all my own shit to be dealing with. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And how's that been for you, Claire? Have you experienced that? As well, uh, I've I had uh, I've talked about it on stream before. I've I've had I had one bad experience with someone who was actually a moderator, uh, and they went wow. they had their own mental health struggles, I guess. But and they went off on one, and long story short, I had to get the police involved um, because they started just going on Twitter and absolutely trying to dox me, harass me. Um, talk, you know, they found out where my office was and then they found out that that was close to my house and then they started pretending they were, they'd moved into my area by putting up fake things with, with Jesus. and uh, my husband actually went round to the house with the postcode and went, well they clearly don't live here um, you know there's all that but then all the while they were kind of keeping up the pretense you know but then kind of weren't sometimes and um, I think I suspect this person had botted my YouTube account and they were because they were botting their own Twitter and um, just a mess. And after that was a bad experience that made me go right. Oh my God. And it came mm. off the back of a few people that I'd that were in the community that I'd heard about and I was hearing stories about them as well. So I just completely went like this. I do not want to know any of you, you know, and yeah. So stopped talking at that point apart from my moderators at that point I stopped talking to quite a lot of people on dms I closed I've now eventually closed my dms and stuff um and I was like right I don't want to I don't want to like I just don't want to get involved with anybody here I don't want to get involved with anyone I was hearing stories about other people I was talking to and I was like oh you know what no but now I've kind of like come back a little bit I never stopped me streaming um, good yeah like, well you know you're a sad bastard so I'm not gonna stop doing what I love because you're a sad bastard but it is one of those things that you don't like you hear about all oh, the trolls and the meanness but you don't hear about that kind of weird yeah, emotionally weird. corkscrewy people who kind of mm. get into your life and then yeah. you realize once they're quite deep in there you're like oh shit this I shouldn't have let you in and it's a weird thing that especially when you're because I when you're a woman I don't know, maybe it happens to men as well, but when you're a person on the internet and you live your life in that kind of realm of, here I am, I'm open, I'm your pal, let's do stuff together, you're always vulnerable to that kind of thing happening and there's no real, like, there's no way to talk about it without feeling insensitive or cruel. Well, you shouldn't do. I mean, I think, I think that's another great bit of advice, though, is however... As a streamer, if you're going to join, if you're going to sign up, whoever's listening and they want to start streaming, just to bear in mind, like a level with your community where you're being you, you're being authentic, but at the same time, you're balancing, um, you've got to keep yourself and your personal life out of things, I think, like to an extent, there's certain things you can talk about, you might want to say, you know, uh, I'm divorced, or I'm this, or I'm that, or I've got a kid, but don't get too personally involved, perhaps, is that, would that be the answer, is that to then, would you then come across as aloof? Um, it's hard to straddle, isn't it? 
like what I said before about my friends being muggles, that's what I, I, that's not a bad thing. I like to keep it that way. My friends, my real friends, the people who I'll go for dinner with and the people who I'll phone in the middle of the night, they're nothing to do with entertainment. They're nothing to do with Twitch. They're nothing to do with comedy. They are normal people with normal jobs. And that's always a good sort of line to have of I'm stepping away from this world where I'm like, oh, I'm actually getting to know me into these are the people who've known me since I was 15 and it's a different world and and I don't confuse my online friends with my with my friends that I've had since childhood and my childhood friends are always kind of there to be that backbone. I think if um you know we're talking about keeping your private life and separate and you know uh, quite rightly so um Ash has got our real life friends that, that keep her absolutely grounded. Um I've I came right back the way because I was like after that and I was like oh shit um because that got a bit too this person was telling me a lot of stuff and probably they get too involved and they've got mental health problems uh, but now um with my dms closed and everything and i just talked to my mods and i do hear you get other communities coming in um other streamers going watch out for them watch out for them watch out for them because they've had bad experiences i just stand back now and go you know what i'm gonna make my yeah. own decisions about things and do my own things now and just listen to myself and I know who I've got my real life friends mm -hmm. um, my community are my community and you know I have made friends with some of my mods Ellie64 who's in the chat right now um, I would consider her a friend now because we played Minecraft together we've talked together on Discord during the lockdown and, and that's quite nice so I'd say watch yourself but don't lose the trust because sometimes you're, you're missing out on some lovely relationships that you yeah. have so don't let them fuck your shit up, basically. It's, it's a balance, but I think it's just if you get in that, it's not, I'm not saying don't get in that situation. I'm just, I think that nobody said to me this could happen. And I never, so I, I allow myself to be dragged through this for such a long time. And I, because nobody online had been like, oh, this can happen. I was warned about people being mean and I was warned about people being aggressive and I was warned about people being like sending dick pics but I wasn't warned about like an emotional leech who would present <laughs> yeah present That's as this. a as a friend and then try and suck my life energy out so I'm saying if you're going to be online and you're going to do that this is a thing that happens and don't be scared when it happens talk about it and be okay with it and know that it, it is a thing that happens and it doesn't mean you're a bad person for not wanting to indulge it absolutely and you know gotta watch i don't think we've even touched upon this as well bloody hell like i found that twitch can be like high school sometimes so i was just gonna say it feels very much like a school kind of mentality doesn't it you know where well, i try and stay away from it i hate it i hate it alexis i hate it because it's like you get lots of streams with big communities and those communities cross over and maybe those communities talk to each other and then sometimes someone does something that someone else doesn't like and sometimes I get cross caught in the crossfire I have been many times over the last six months some people from both sides will dm me and I'm like I don't care I don't want to know I don't care and I'm like I'm a almost 37 year old woman here man I don't I didn't sign up for this I signed up to wear mullet wigs and sing on fake stuff <laughs> oh damn it that's what no, I signed up for I want to have fun and there's a lot of people that take it so seriously and want to cancel each other and then the other side gets angry so now I don't gossip on stream I don't say anything on stream you leave that shit at the door when you come to a streamer's house which should mm -hmm. be the case like if you go to Ashley's, mine, whoever else, you just leave it at the door and you come in and have a good time. No drama. But it does become like that. I don't get involved in any of those cliques. No cliques, no nothing. I don't want it. 
that it's said, it. it's really hard because um, we've got like a kind of little Twitch stand-up comedian community and we bash each other but because we're like like Christopher and Roscoe who I work with all the time I, I bash them so badly but I do it from a place of love and I like to troll their chat and like wind <laughs> up their mods and I've been like banned from um, Christopher's chat because they'll be playing Pokemon and I'll annoy him about it but there is like an element where I like to kind of troll my friends and I think people who don't know me would be like why is this woman yeah, we're not we're not re- recommending this definitely <laughs> no. <laughs> but because it's stand-up comedy and it's like you, you know yourself there there's like an element of just like shit talking within stand-up comedy that's so much fun where you get to like whatsapp yeah. a group of stand-up comedians and be the meanest you can be because it's 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 within that safe space of meanness Is so. because you all you're all kind of going right we get it you know yeah. and it's like you're all part of the same vibe and you can take the piss. But I think honestly, Ashley, like and Alexis, some people take some people take themselves on stream and their community so goddamn seriously. Yeah. And and they want to anyone that's ba- cancel you, cancel. And it's like, you know what? Just stop looking outside your, your door and look inside your own house and just look after that. And don't yeah. look at anyone else's business and just have a good time. Because if you have to start looking outside and then trying to bring drama and again whenever i get a message my heart sings oh watch this user watch this streamer watch them like this yeah to me that's freaking off bug all to me and so that's when i'm like just you go watch your house and i'll watch mine and that yeah stay out the drama for sure i've just you've inspired me i think i've got three tips well maybe two and then maybe by the time i've said the second one i'll have the third one so my first tip that I've learned from what, two weeks of twitching, <laughs> streaming. My first tip is do things gradually. So if you're on a budget in particular, you don't have to buy everything straight away. You can do this, as Claire was saying, you did it with a PS4 in the beginning. Like you can, as long as you've got a basic mic, um, you can even leverage the mic and the webcam on your laptop. Green screen, that will come. You, lighting, lighting setup, that will come. Just get started. Do your phone if you want. Yep. Yeah, do it on your phone as well. I just discovered this. It's taken me like two weeks, but yeah, you can do it on your phone too. The second thing I had to say was, oh, it's completely gone now. Um, <laughs> there was something you were saying and it inspired me and I've forgotten it now. But it you... Uh, uh, oh, oh shit! Well, you know what? Basically, it was it was it was such a good tip that you know what? I mean, I can't share it with you because it's just going to blow your minds. And actually, you should learn it for yourself. But oh, I know what it was. I've got it. I've got it. Okay, if go you feel so, something that I've I've learned from my two weeks is in the beginning I felt vulnerable because I'm filming from my home, and a lot of people who've been doing stand up comedy that I've been chatting to and doing lots of stand up gigs have said. That's the vulnerability for them is they're not on a stage, which is very impersonal. They're in their home. So get, if you can do a backdrop or something, that kind of takes it away from the realm of it being your personal space, which like psychologically just helps a little bit. So that's what I would say. That's, I've only got two. I've only got two tips. No, there you go. I guess like just be comfortable. Like, you know, just be comfortable. I would love to have you know my actual well i don't know like now i've got my little sims house as ashley was like it's like the sims it is like the sims and i've got my wee sims area so cute i quite like people not seeing my dirty laundry bag <laughs> <laughs> i 
like you know i would love my cat to be on on the stream and for you know but also paul sometimes comes in and out and i'm like i don't want you to see paul and he's like boxers walking in and out I'm like, no. <laughs> that's that's a different sort of stream but i think just to you know if you want all the bells and whistles with the transitions and the, and the amazingness and whatever it may be that comes you know but i just played games on my ps4 and it got to the point where i was just pausing the game because you can't do much on ps4 it's just the ps4 screen and you um, yeah and I, I kept pausing it and going let's just have a chat and i would just chat like whilst the pause screen was on for freaking hours sometimes and um and then if you're on your phone you're on your phone so yeah keep it keep it easy like and keep going and don't be discouraged like even today you've had a bot attack and we've got over it <laughs> like, come through so much on this podcast um, i didn't i didn't feel a thing hog <laughs> mcgandy in chat has made a very valid point that we want to see paul and his boxers stop being a selfish <laughs> stop being a selfish twitcher and show us your hot man and his boxers some of us live with our dads <laughs> Oh my God, Paul will be mortified. Actually, I don't know. He might secretly be like, you want to I see I think him? he'll be quite pleased. There's a lot of love for him there. <laughs> yeah, no, so Hug, what's... sorry, Hug McGandy, sorry. I caught, okay. I, I caught a swatch of him. He's a hunk. <laughs> Is he a snack? Oh, he's a snack. Is he a snack? He's a smooth um, snatch. I'm going red for Paul. <laughs> red for Paul right now. His ears will be burning. Like, he just came in the other day and he said to Tom, all right, and then when we're doing the test poor paul anyway anyway i was just going to check in with you what's next what's coming up because i know you've got week on coming up place i just wanted to see if you could tell us a little bit about that yes um so my promise to the community when i made partner was that i would do something special which is week on so week on is a digital convention um, where, and I'm telling you, you're going to have to get your Bruin trousers on because the guests that we're about to announce in the next week or so are very big. Um, so we've got loads of guests, panels, Q&As. Um, we'll have some stuff that you see on stream and some shows that you see on stream. But the whole thing is it's like going to be like a really weird and wonderful convention on Twitch. And I'm going to do it all live um, and just go from screen to screen to screen um, with fake adverts, real adverts. But we're amazing. Um, we're gonna like be raising money for a cyber smile uh, that whole weekend on the fifth and sixth of September. Um, and then apart from that, um, I've got shows, new shows starting, which are gonna stretch me a little bit. They're, they're gonna be completely different from what you've seen, where it's just me and a guest, like a chat show. It's gonna be odd. They're gonna look completely different. It's gonna be like you're watching a a weird thing. I can't say anything more. So I've got some more stuff coming up after that. And for the people that are listening on the podcast, your handle, do you still call it a handle on Twitch? Your name, your, yeah, your handle on Twitch is We Claire Here. Yes, it's We and Claire Here on Twitch and Instagram, but on Twitter, it's We Claire. I spoke to the partners accounts people and I was like, can you give me We Claire, please? But they can't, some egg, some egg account has got We Claire on Twitch, which is really on the bloody egg. So yeah, it's We Bad eggs. Bad <laughs> eggs. We Claire here on Twitch. Yes, give me a wee follow. Fabulous. And Ashley? Um, you can listen to me on the BBC Sounds app or website or live on BBC Radio Scotland every Friday night from 10 o'clock to 1 in the morning. And you can watch my TV show that I made with Christopher and Roscoe on the iPlayer. It's called Up For It. And we do like challenges and we have fun. And I baked a wedding cake and then dropped it in a pissy lane. 
um you can follow me on twitter at ashley story on facebook ashley stories page and you can follow me on twitch twitch.tv forward slash ashley story a-s-h-l-e-y-s-t-o-r-r-i-e and <laughs> come and come and say hello <laughs> because the fringe has been cancelled and all of my gigs have been cancelled and i literally have nowhere to go and nothing to do i'm even doing my radio show from home like that's how even my I'm broadcasting to the BBC from my bedroom. So literally I'm doing everything from this one desk and I have to keep reminding myself to stand up in case I get like butt sores. <laughs> I was I was gonna ask you about that actually, because I was I was thinking it's quite a sedentary lifestyle, isn't it, streaming? Like do you get bed sores, like chair sores and stuff? Sweaty arse. Sweaty arse. Especially that heat thing that just happened there when it yes. was like boiling hot and you can't open your window because I live on a main road so there's always like somebody outside like Tam! Tam! Just like <laughs> screaming their <laughs> husband's name so I have to keep everything shut and I have to keep everything really soundproof and I've got to put like a sleeping bag over my windows to try and like block out the sounds and stuff. Oh my god. So that heat wave I literally was sat in my pants with a sweatshirt on to try and look like a reasonable human being on a live stream with an ice pack on my couch because I needed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, guys, let's play a hidden object game. Meanwhile, my vagine was like froze. <laughs> what an amazing image. I feel like I don't really know how else to leave this chat without leaving it on your frozen, I would say, foof. But then I'm, a, I'm, I'm back down south in, in, in a Hertfordshire. So that's the um, technical term, I think. Cold Fanny. There you go. <laughs> that would be such a good wrestling name, Stone Cold Fanny. Stone <laughs> Fanny, yes. Oh my God, yes. There you go, sorted. Your, your wrestling career after Twitch is completely sorted, Ash. I'm telling you. Telling so, you what's going to happen. Thank you so much for being my guest today. We've got so much out of you girls. Like, literally, you need to lie down after this. There was a lot of... A lot of information and positivity from the two of you. Thank you. Um, I'm going to leave this by raiding someone, and I always get this slightly wrong, so I'm going to try and raid someone now. Uh, I think your friend, her name is Malula. Should we yeah. raid her? Let's get Malula. Let's raid she her. might be ending the stream, but just raid her anyway. Just raid her anyway. Let's do Okay, let's, let's do that. Cool. let's see if she's right Malula is absolutely bloody brilliant and then she'll be really happy for the reason yeah I followed her I thought she was great actually and um what I'll do is I'll follow up on Twitch and put some uh suggestions and tips and whatnot and everything oh sorry on Twitter I'm getting myself confused they're like my mom on the <laughs> internet on the internet I'll do that um but thank you so much and thank you for everyone for joining us the funny women's survival guide podcast this episode will be out in I think probably about three or four weeks time with Ashley and Claire, my lovely guests, if you're listening at home. And get on stream, get on Twitch, start streaming. It doesn't matter if you fuck it up. We're all going to support you and be a part of your new career as Twitch streamers. So thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to my guests for today, Claire Lim and Ashley's story. And the message is clear. As Claire herself says, comedians, you should come over to Twitch. Claire can be found on Twitter at WeClaire and Ashley can be found at Ashley Story and Story spelled S-T-O-R-R-I-E. And now over to some recommendations. First off, check out Ada Camp's socially distanced afternoon of magic, comedy and absurdity 
on the 19th of September. Also, check out Natalie Palamides' show Nate, which is coming to Netflix through Amy Poehler's production company. And I am loving fellow Jew Rachel Krieger and Philip Simon's new podcast, Jew Talking to Me. Did I say that right? Jew Talking to Me? About growing up Jewish. It is fantastic. Do check it out. All the episodes are now available. Now, in terms of funny women events, oh, so exciting. The final is coming up Friday, the 22nd of September at the Comedy Store. So go online, you can get yourself a ticket. And also they've got a comedy crash course coming up for teenagers. And that's coming up half term, 26th of October for that whole week. And also in the near, but not so distant future, Funny Women's got their 18th birthday coming up. As ever, go to the funnywomen.com website for tickets to all of these and more. And last but not least, if you want to find out more about me, please visit my Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Alexis Strum or my website, thetimeialmost.com. Stay funny and stay safe.